Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you buy something, you are actively supporting a brand, endorsing their ethics, and investing in their working practices. Buy wisely and the right pair of leggings can be confidence boosting, performance enhancing style statements and they enable you to support sustainable fashion. With layers made from materials including bamboo, merino and organic cotton, Sweaty Betty are on a mission to empower women through fitness and beyond by creating activewear that makes you look and feel amazing. So if you're feeling inspired to get some new kit, visit sweatybetty.com and get 20% guys 20% off using the code food for thought at the checkout hello and thank you so much for tuning in to food for thought a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Eating a healthy and varied diet really doesn't mean that you need to buy the most expensive foods. There are plenty of cheap, nutritious and delicious foods available that you can make healthy meals from. And if you have a small kitchen or you can't be bothered with washing up or you just want a hassle-free meal, then this week's Food for Thought guest is with chef and best-selling author Miguel Barkley. He will have you making healthy, cost-effective meals in no time. Hello, Miguel. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, when did I last see you? It was in your kitchen, wasn't it? It was. Uh, and that must have been over a year ago, it I think. It must be. Yeah. We just said your little voice starting to walk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been walking for about nine months now. So I think you were there just before he started walking. I, I definitely was there before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's a very apt um, episode to have on the podcast. And I was wondering, can you tell me that it is possible to make recipes on a budget on a shoestring? 100%. Um, so that's exactly what I'm all about. So I am the go-to guy for recipes on a budget. Um, now for me, this is an all-year-round thing, uh, and I'm getting a lot of new followers at the moment because uh, yeah. everyone's thinking about cutting back at the moment. Yeah, and I think it's quite catchy. So for everybody, it's one-pound meals. It's, it's quite an attractive um, idea. Yeah, it does does what it says on the tin. Um, yeah. That 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 was probably why sort of it, it got the traction that it got because. 
you see that name and then you're like, oh, you can't make meals for a pound. Uh, and then people come along and then they see, oh, actually, it is possible. I mean, that's just it. What would you say are some of the best foods that you can eat that are cheap, that are nutritious? Because I think a lot of people do think, you know, like protein, it's too expensive. Yeah, well, there's a couple of different ways um, of, of substituting. So if we took something like... Um, I had a, a beef in black bean sauce the other day. So like a typical Chinese dish that you get from the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, like the strips of beef are quite expensive. So y- you can just use minced beef or something like that instead. And that's almost a like-for-like swap. Uh, but then you can go crazy. Like I did this recipe for a lobster thermidor. But instead of using lobster, well, I've got two recipes for lobster thermidor. <laughs> the first one, I used those um, little frozen prawns. And you get the same effect. And then the second one, I went a bit crazy and uh, used an aubergine. So you scoop out the flesh, and that's like the lobster meat, uh, and then you're left with the skin at the end, which you re-stuff like you do with the shell of the lobster. Um, So you can make it fun. Like Obviously, no one's going to ever be fooled by an aubergine thermidor, but it's a fun dish, uh, and that's what it's all about. It's getting people enthusiastic about saving money. Oh, that's exactly what I love about you, is I think we need to put the fun back in food. I think yeah. we lose that so quickly, and especially when there's things out there like loads of powders that are a bit unnecessary and really expensive superfoody options that you don't really need. Yeah, I am a little bit old school in the sense that I've never really got into the powders or, or the superfood sort of vibe. Um, I don't know why, but it, 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 everywhere you turn and people are advertising them, but it's never actually sort of even intrigued me. Um, I'm just into sort of raw ingredients that you've heard of and you're familiar with cooking and just making them into a meal. Well, a true chef. And I think eating on the cheap, like we said, it is possible. But how easy would you say it is, is it rather to do healthily? Right. Now, my philosophy on this is that there's a sweet spot at about five to six pounds per head where microwave meals and pre-made sauces actually sort of make sense if your main priority is easy food. And that is what people see as being a cheap meal, five pound meal. Um, But what they don't realise is if you drop it down to like the pound mark, then all of those are out of your budget. So all you can do is buy an onion, some peppers, some chopped tomatoes, and maybe some chicken thighs. And, and, And you can make a meal for a pound like that and you've cooked it from scratch. So you know exactly what's inside it. And um, and you and you manage to stay away from a microwave meal, which is interesting because there is definitely the misconception that all cheap food is unhealthy. Yeah, and that is certainly not true. Um, like if you're going to eat, I don't know, turkey Twizzlers every day, that's probably more than a quid. So <laughs> because the problem is, is as soon as a factory or another human has got involved in that food, because obviously the turkey needs to be plucked and then the turkey needs to be. I don't know, whatever they do to it, and then put it in the mould that makes it in the twizzle shape, uh, you're paying for that. So if you want to make turkey twizzlers, buy your own turkey, (laughs) cut it up and put it in a twizzle shape, and I'll tell you what, that will be extremely healthy because all it will have is turkey and whatever seasoning you put in it. Whereas if you get the turkey in its own original form and shape, it's going to be obviously a bit more affordable than buying perhaps, depends how far it goes. Exactly, and the same with stuff like, I don't know, people buying carrots that are already cut into batons like you're paying for someone to cut it into a baton Mm. why not just buy a carrot and cut it into your baton yourself and then you but like you're paying yourself to do it i'll never forget one of um many years ago now my first degree uh we had to do a heat eating on a budget i think we were given 
I think it was like £20 for a week of food and we had to feed, I think it was either a couple or a family. It was definitely doable and it's because we did a lot of freezing, a lot of chopping ourselves and it is totally possible. So the misconception is quite worrying because I think it encourages people to have this false view that nutritious food, you have to be living a certain lifestyle and earning a certain threshold to eat nutritious food. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think with nutritious food, you can spend a lot and eat nutritious or you can spend a tiny bit and eat nutritious and it's the middle ground where it's more difficult because that's when you're buying I don't know chicken that's already been made into a chicken Kiev Mm. and stuff Mm. like that um so yeah I mean either spend more money or spend less that's what I'm saying and perhaps it comes down to education again because I guess just even hearing this podcast hopefully it'll be so useful to people to think oh yeah I'll just try and do something myself but then again, having a dietary requirement and intolerance, of course, this must make it a little bit more costly. Yeah, so that is something that, that, that you have to think about. But my philosophy on that side of things is that if you're cooking from scratch, you know exactly what's in it. So if you've got a wheat intolerant, intolerance, there's hundreds of recipes you can cook without wheat. But if you're going to go to the microwave meals, then you're going to have to read every single label. Um, And then you'll fall into a habit or a pattern of just buying the the, the one or two things that you know hasn't got whatever intolerance you've got. But cooking from scratch, like what I mentioned earlier about buying an onion, buying a pepper, buying some chopped tomatoes. I mean, are people? There must be people who are allergic to onions. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, don't worry. Okay. I mean, you can pretty much get someone that's allergic to nearly <laughs> any food out there. All right. Yeah. So, um, but you know exactly what's going in it. So, the way that I cook, there's not a single label to read. Like there are no labels on the side of onions because it would just say onion, hundred percent onion. <laughs> um, so that that's how I would get around it. Um, just by cooking from scratch. It makes perfect sense. Um, I know time constraints and all this kind of thing as well, something we will go on to discuss, but reading labels can be so blooming tricky anyway. Yeah, and just just, just not fun. Um, Because a lot of the labels are written in different formats. Different terminology. Exactly. Like Even people that are vegan are finding it hard because they have to read everything. Why can't there just be one stamp on the front of it that says vegan. Oh, Miguel, then... you need to listen to our episode on um, on public health with Jenny Rosborough. It's just an absolute minefield, the different ways of displaying information, especially nutrition. Yeah, it's it, very difficult. It is very difficult for people. So I guess it's partly up to us, which is very important. But what do you think about the advertising of brands? So some brands cleverly market themselves as being a cheaper option, whereas in fact, they're probably getting more money from you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that susceptible to to advertising on that front. So the advertising I'm susceptible to is like, these trainers are cool. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I'll be like, what? These trainers are cool. I must get them. But with food, because I see past it and I'm so sort of familiar with food and what's in it and stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't get hyped up by it. Uh, maybe a restaurant I'd get hyped up by because of the way they've prepared it. and, And it might be a bit special, like. And we're right next to this place called Temper where they've got like a big open barbecue pit in the middle. And I'm like, wow, that's got me. That's got me hooked. But when food brands advertise food and stuff like that, it it doesn't really affect me too much because I know that I'm a cook from scratch kind of guy. Mm. uh, And that's what I do. And that's so good. And that might be something you can install, obviously, into your son in the future is that he'll hopefully see you cooking because I think there's less and less of that going on in households. And then we've got a future generation that, again, are not familiar with food. 
Yeah, that is, that is a big worry um, because the, the the way things are going, like if you go back 20, 30 years, people did cook from scratch. Like there was no, I don't know, turkey Twizzlers. There was mm. no chicken Kiev that you could go and buy from, from a store. Yeah. Uh, people went to the butchers and bought chicken and, and it still had the skin on it. Yeah. And then they had to cut it up themselves. Uh, yeah. No one does that anymore. No, times have definitely changed. And this isn't us saying it's it's bad when you don't, because believe you and I, I'm a nutritionist and I don't always cook from scratch. I'll, I'll use a, a pack of grains that are already pre-cooked sometimes. And that's okay, guys, remember. But it's doing, I think, as much as you possibly can. So how do we get creative in the kitchen, Miguel? How do you inspire someone to think hmm, I'm going to use a cheaper cut of meat or something like that. Yeah. Now, for me, it's just about getting people inspired full stop. Like, can I get someone to cook from scratch? And the number one barrier is lack of time and they don't want to make a mess and they just want an easy life, which who doesn't? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what I do is I design meals that are really, really, really quick and simple. So they take 10 minutes to prepare and they've only got three or four ingredients. And that's how I inspire people. I make it look easy. I make it look achievable. And that gets people hyped up because they're like, no way, I can cook this chicken pie. And all I've got to do is, I don't know, put some chicken and a bit of flour and a bit of milk. <laughs> and that's it. And some onion. Uh, and then get some pre-rolled puff pastry and put it on top. People don't realise that, let's say, half the recipes you can cook are a bit complicated. But half the recipes you can cook are really, really, really simple. And uh, they're the ones that are going to inspire people to cook. I mean, have you have ever had recipes that you thought there's no way in a million years I'll be able to do this? Uh, let me have a thing. Well, in the first book, because I was showing off a little bit more, uh, I have the more complicated recipes. But now I've, I've just really, really, really simplified it. So um, a, a good example for, for, for the one under a pound would be the um, beef in black bean sauce that I mentioned. Mm. By using minced beef, you can get exactly the well, pretty much the same effect. Uh, and you could get the meal under a pound. Um, but I don't really get daunted by too much. Like the lobster thermidor example. Oh. I already came up with two <laughs> alternatives to lobster thermidor. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if I will ever attempt to cook a lobster at home anyway. But, you know, that's something. It's definitely a different one to discuss. And I think something I hear as a nutritionist a lot, and I'm sure you must have heard it as a, as a chef and being in the kitchen, does it make it easier to lose weight if you're eating on the cheap? 100%, yeah. Um, again, it goes back to knowing what's in there. So um, if you buy like, I don't know, like a ready meal, there's a lot of fat in there. There's a lot of, uh, or, or a takeaway, like there's a lot of butter in there. So if you were going to get a takeaway curry, um, there's probably like two or three tablespoons of butter just in that one curry and then a load of other stuff in there that you don't really you wouldn't think was in there but it is but if you cook a curry from home you can do it with just chopped tomatoes um, and then maybe a, a little dash of cream and that's it so the only bad thing in there is the little dash of cream yeah the point you've raised is actually something that I never realised until I worked in a kitchen environment and I was witnessing chefs actually cooking food in restaurants and how much butter per dish or oil I would be like oh I'd measure it out on a spoon before I put it in a pan whereas in a restaurant 
None of that happens. Oh, have you ever seen people make mashed potato in a restaurant? Oh, please it's don't like ruin a, it. For it's me. a whole block of butter and like <gasps> two potatoes and that's it. It's wow. literally a whole block of butter. It's wow. absolutely crazy. But that's why it tastes so good. Of course. Um, but when I make my mashed potato, I, I would feel f- like physically sick if I, if, I, if, you saw if, I put, yeah, if I put that much butter in there. So I, I, I nowadays just do a little drizzle of olive oil. And that's yeah. it. No, and that's the thing. I think it's visually seeing what goes into your food before you eat it. That's part of the actual journey. Because a lot of my clients, um, once they discover the enjoyment for cooking, because cooking can also be very therapeutic for people. And I think it's something that, actually, I think it's something Ella did very well, deliciously. Ella, making vegetables seem a bit more attractive. than they ever had done before because I think people have a big misconception that food is bland if it doesn't have that much butter or oil or salt in it. Yeah, she's she's done really well because she's sort of made it into a lifestyle uh, Mm. and made it cool. So all the photography is really cool, the videography is really cool, Mm. the attitude's really cool. And that's inspiring. That's yeah. the sort of thing that can get someone into cooking. Um, so I, I go at it not from the cool angle, but from the it's easy. Why don't you have a try angle? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it takes all sorts of people to inspire all sorts of people. It does indeed. And moving on to kind of like discussing the takeaway market. Now, I can see I work with delivery and we work on creating healthier options out there for people. But this is costly and it's something that not everyone out there is going to be able to afford to have frequent takeaways. It, surely it does add up. Yeah, well, I'm about to blow your mind here. Ooh. So I'm actually starting a pizza takeaway. Oh, my goodness. In Camden. <gasps> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's all going to be sort of... A lot healthier than normal. Everything made in house. So every morning you're going to see us making the uh, making the dough. Love. It's a special dough recipe. So it takes two days. Uh, so it's a cold two day rise, um, and uh, we're going to be selling pizza by the slice. Um, Incredible. Yeah, I just wanted to make something affordable and something fun. So um, they're building this container park in in Camden. Uh, and, and they want me to, to, to have my own so restaurant that's there. so cool. And just for our listeners to know, if you were not making a pizza from scratch or if you were in a, I don't know if I can name it, the, the chain that I think everyone would think of when you think, let's order a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's yeah. order a... Oh, it's if The Simpsons is on or whatever. It used yeah. to be on TV back in the day. Yeah. Um, what would you say? How much oil and salt and things do you think actually go on to that pizza? There's a lot of oil, a lot of salt, Um now, one of the reasons is that they need to, because it's being cooked very quickly, uh, they need to make the make it uh, sort of brown. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the crust needs to brown. So they obviously put in a lot of sugar for that to happen. Oh. Um, so I mean, I've really gone into the into the sort of the the geeky side of uh, of, of pizza. Food um, science, of yeah. Pizza. So we we both got biochemistry degrees. Yeah. So I did biochemistry at uni. So like I'm really into that sort of geeky side of things, uh, and that's how they get their their, their crust to brown. And also. Uh, they put in like powdered milk and stuff. I don't know if that particular brand does, but that's one thing that that people do do uh, because you've got to get the brownness on the crust as quickly as possible because obviously it's a time-dependent thing. Um, And that just shows you how random things are added to your food for reasons that you wouldn't even expect. It's so clever. It's almost like, I mean, we know the food industry is extremely clever. We know it's food science. As we've both just said, um, food is an incredible thing, but you can manipulate it in so many shapes or forms, even in terms of your palatability. So the taste buds and getting you used to certain flavors and varieties of food. 
It's, it's really interesting to hear that, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, it, it, primarily for me, it was about sort of showing people that, that I can make something from scratch that I can sell for a couple of quid. So I could have opened any, any restaurant, but uh, the pizza was something that was sort of close to my heart. I mean, before I even started One Pound Meals, I, <laughs> I used to run a pizza takeaway from my house, which is absolutely How did crazy. I not know that? Oh, it's secret. I haven't told anyone Oh, well, it's out there now. Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind now. But I mean, I was trying to be taken seriously and not as a joker in my early <laughs> career. But I mean, I just found a loophole where, where the council allowed me to open a pizza takeaway from my house it's crazy that's insane so we've yeah. discovered a love for pizza <laughs> here and we know that we can create options that taste like the takeaway yeah. um, which is great to hear so moving on to food waste because it's something that at the moment with the environmental concerns we have i mean financially it's so cost effective surely to utilize everything you're cooking rather than binning so much 100 percent. if you're going to buy I don't know, four avocados and you can only use two of them, then you've actually paid double for those four avocados, for the two avocados you did use. Um, So waste is probably public enemy number one for for saving money on food. Um, And that's where stuff like batch cooking and uh, overlapping ingredients between recipes and and, and stuff like that comes in. And even using the whole um, vegetable, because I think a lot of people cut off so much of, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. My favourite is cauliflower. You know the cauliflower leaves? Oh my God, they might even be tastier than the actual middle bit of the cauliflower. I have a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, put them in the oven and... I really like olive oil and salt and pepper. Basically, that's my go-to uh, for, for stuff like that. So any vegetables <laughs> I roast, I do it in that. Uh, and they are absolutely amazing. Incredible. Any listeners, if you make cauliflower leaves, please do tag us both because I would love to see that. Utilise the whole veg. I think this is the problem. So much of it just ends up being thrown away and it could have gone in. Or even in things um, like a blended sauce, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of people... Like strain the sauce. Like imagine you're making like, I don't know, like a, a, a katsu curry sauce. It's got like, I don't know, carrots and stuff in it. A lot of people strain the sauce. Hmm. But why strain it? Just blend it and it'll still be smooth. And then you've got all that extra stuff inside it. Exactly. Such a good idea. I guess household equipment comes into play here as well. And I know I was going to say this after you mentioned onions. Now, they are my least favourite vegetable to prepare I'm sure it's a lot of people (laughs) but if you I've got this one gadget um I can't what it's called I'm trying to do it with my hands so I'm really trying to describe it is it like a tennis racket but but made of metal no not not quite a tennis racket (laughs) (laughs) smaller it's got like a pulley string and I put the lid on and I pull the string and the little blender goes around in it from like Tupperware or something but it's because the lid's on you don't get any of the um yeah I mean I don't find that my eyes water that much with onions. I think you're a practiced onion yeah. cutter. And yeah, and I cut some shallots the other day and they started crying. But I think I'm used to, because obviously I buy the cheap onions, the one that come in a bag for like 20 onions for a quid. Yeah. Um, maybe they're just not as powerful as other onions. Let's I think that's talk, what I'm happening. Let's talk about that. Wonky veg. Yeah. Big misconception, and I don't know where the supermarkets are at now. I mean, I know they're trying to encourage more um, variety in terms of um, dispelling the myths. Would you say it's a myth almost that perfect-looking yeah. vegetables are better? I, I I like the wonky veg. For me, it seems like it's more organic and more sort of I don't know farmed 
in a lovely little farm in Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> I find that too perfect veg almost looks a little bit like it's, I don't know, farmed in a lab or something. Or I yeah, like, almost too know. perfect to cook. Yeah, I I, I like the wonkiness. Um, but obviously, when you chop it up, it, it, it tastes the same, uh, yeah. and and no one eats whole bits of veg. Like it's always chopped up, so no one's ever going to know. It's something we really should get into schools. I think um, educating the future generations on how food appears, how it looks, where it comes from. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. I do a few talks in schools, and it, it's quite shocking and quite sad when you hear that a child thinks a tomato comes from ketchup, or yeah, it, and that's all they know. So we, we we need to do a lot more, I think, as a society. And what about use by dates? How do where do you stand on that? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, use by dates. All right, because I'm sort of really into food and I'm comfortable with food like I can get away with using my own judgment mm. but I totally appreciate that someone that isn't as comfortable or familiar has to have something to go by like what's to stop somebody that is sort of guessing guessing wrong with some chicken because there are high risk things that you shouldn't be guessing with oh you can become very sick yeah so for me it's easy because I'm really familiar with the whole thing, but I don't know. There's a, there, there is a grey area that someone that's a novice and doesn't know what they're doing needs some guidance, and I don't know. Maybe it's safer to throw out everything on the use-by date than to gamble, because it only takes that one time in a 100 that they mm -hmm. get it wrong, and that's the problem. Uh, we need people to become more familiar with food so they know what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> That's a very balanced and fair point you yeah. just put across because um, especially for certain population groups, I mean, for myself currently recording being pregnant, there's a risk of getting sick from something and yeah. you really are being extra cautious or you're feeding your children and you, you really don't want to give anyone a tummy bug. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, low risk stuff like 
veg. Oh yeah, no, like, I don't pay attention to vegetable cell by or fruit especially sometimes. Yeah, because you can smell. I mean, that's an obvious one when it starts to degrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, or the fur appears on the side of yeah. your strawberry. <laughs> you can pretty much see it. What would be your top tips, Miguel? For anyone beginning to let's say one of our listeners has said yeah. i've heard this podcast i want to go out there and cook my first meal from scratch yeah. what are the tips to navigate the supermarket to keep the cost down all right now one of the top tips for me personally is all the supermarkets like if you think of a real standard item like cheddar cheese all the supermarkets are fighting to have the cheapest cheddar cheese but none of the supermarkets are fighting to have the cheapest manchego cheese. So go with the one that they're all fighting over. And that's my loophole. So you're going to get... They, let, let's. I know nothing about the actual markups they make. But let's assume that they make a 10% markup on cheddar because they're all fighting. And they make a 100% markup on manchego because it's a luxury item. Why not choose all of the low margin stuff? So that's that's how I choose the stuff that goes into my cookbooks. So all my cookbooks use almost the same ingredients from book one all the way to book five. Uh, I'm using the same ingredients uh, for, for, for all of the books. And that's because I found out that cheddar, they're all fighting over. So it's good value. Manchego isn't. So there's no Manchego recipes in any of my books. Um, and even even feta, they fight over who's got the cheapest feta. Of um, so things like that get introduced. Um, and then stuff like rice they're fighting over that and tagliatelle they're fighting over that but if there's like a weird pasta that you've never heard of chances are they're not fighting to to have the cheapest one or whatever that is uh, and that's why it's triple the price that honestly makes so much sense so much common sense it was pure accident basically <laughs> i was like well why is this so cheap why is that so cheap and then oh, all the supermarkets are cheap so uh yeah it, and it was only when i thought about it that I worked out why absolute genius i think some of the things that i often also would recommend would be i sometimes so i do go for the things that are reduced or on offer sometimes you know you can see there on the last use by date but if you freeze it straight away often it's okay i think the freezer is such an underutilized tool in the household yeah i mean i don't use my free uh, freezer as much as i should um, but I live like two minutes from the supermarket, so I just get my food every day. And I don't know, I just like the idea that it's it, 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 it's fresh. So yeah. uh, the frozen stuff, uh, frozen peas is something that I always have. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. into frozen spinach. Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. Spinach is one of those items. Um, eventually, I hope we'll all be buying it loose outside of a packet. That's my hope, just for environmental yeah. reasons. But most people don't use it. It's the one item that goes. It sits at the very bottom. It's squashed with all the vegetables yeah. in the fridge. And then it goes off. So put it in the freezer and then you get out a handful and it will melt straight away in a pan or cook yeah, yeah, very exactly, easily. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, but the frozen spinach I get is, is sold as frozen. And it comes in like a little... It looks like lock. a little ice hockey puck yes. or something. And there's probably <laughs> two packets will make that one little ice hockey puck. So yeah. um, you can see how great value that is and it's because they can almost do that at source so transporting it and everything it, it, it's nice and compact um, but with the with the spinach that's loose they've probably got like the time's ticking as soon as they've done it so they Completely. have to add that onto the price something to remember for our listeners is when you pick an item of fruit or um, a spinach leaf or anything the minute it leaves its natural source the uh, the words I'm trying to use I suppose it's like basically degrading. it degrades yeah the nutritional uh, value. And one of the best examples 
uh, about that on a monetary side of things is fish. Mm. If you buy fresh fish, it's really expensive because they've got to rush it to the supermarket and sell it ASAP. If you buy frozen fish, mm. it's like half the price because they can take their time. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we've got all these frozen fish. We'll put them out bit by bit. And um, it's retained the same nutritional value if it's frozen pretty much instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know sort of more about that. I, uh, yeah, but it, I think yeah. it's still such a common misconception that frozen food is just not as nutritionally um, viable, which is such a shame. And there are always offers. So let's talk about the whole um, buy one, get one free. Or yeah. um, I mean, you don't really see buy one, get one free on a pack of uh, satsumas or apples or something. It's, it's more likely to be yeah. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Finder's Crispy Pancakes. There you go. Finder's Crispy Pancakes. So how would you avoid these? Um, well, to be honest, whatever it is that I need to buy, I buy. And if it is two for one, then I take advantage of it. And it just means that I have to overlap it into another uh, meal that I'm cooking. So th- the way to combat this is to have an arsenal of meals that you can cook where you can overlap it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, because I've come up with, I don't know, 500 meals in the last two yeah. years, uh, <laughs> I've got like a, yeah. a, a big selection of meals to, 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 to call upon that I can I can do it. So something like... I don't know, feta. Like, no one can ever eat a whole block of feta oh, in one no, meal. Oh, no, and I would not advise that. <laughs> oh, no, you're telling me it's bad for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you probably take three or four meals to use that up, so you're going to have to dig into your recipe collection and find the three or four meals that, that have feta in it. Otherwise, you're going to end up throwing half of that away. That's just it. So let's talk about family meals. We know we can cook from scratch for one and do it very cheaply yeah. and aff- affordably. Does this apply to family meals too? For, for my, for me, my thought is that it does. Um, like one of the best ways of saving money is meal prep. But with family meals, you're essentially like meal prepping, <laughs> but just eating it all on the same day. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great way. There's there's going to be less stuff left over if you're if you're feeding a family. A lot of stuff comes in packs that's suitable to be cooked for four people. So when you're cooking for one you're left with three other portions um but with a family meal you you, you cook it all up and that's a great way to eliminate waste cook it all up on the day eat it all on the day and then start from scratch the next day with a whole another group of ingredients um, yeah. and, and it's probably easier to be honest cooking for a family than for one i actually think it's easier as well i often struggle um with some of my clients when we're looking at them putting themselves first as well it's also this comes into a little bit of psychology and nutrition I think massively but when you're cooking for others sometimes you're just a bit more incentivized and you're a bit more organized whereas when you're doing it for yourself sometimes for me I I don't like cooking for one anymore I I like two because then you sort of show off a little bit more (laughs) and then and and you want it to be the best it can be so you're like oh yeah nailed it this is amazing if you nail it and it's amazing and you're eating it by yourself there's no one to show us but you got instagram haven't you post it on instagram (laughs) yes i mean social media is the new way of showing off food that is a very (laughs) a very good point but also a very inspiring place to go to actually if you're looking for recipe ideas and things and i think for families just make sure you've got your kitchen equipped with um, a good kind of Tupperware storage selection so if you've got leftover you can shove it in a good airtight lunchbox put it in the fridge or the freezer and I think it's totally doable for a family completely and drinking is the other thing that I wanted to discuss with you so drinking is obviously quite a big expense 
are there ways you can make savings here? Uh, well, I mean, for me, the saving that can be made is, 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 is by cutting it out or, mm. or, or doing less of it. I mean, it's a complete luxury. Like, people don't become ill because they can't drink. Like, they come ill because they can't eat. So, I don't know, if, you're, if your finances are breaking even with, with you feeding yourself and it's the drink that's tipping you into going into debt each month and I don't know eliminate it but it seems so simple from the outside (laughs) saying that see this is the thing it's up to you listening what you choose to do with your income and your money completely but an easy expense you can definitely cut out is that cup of coffee on the go or a cup of tea that's a big one for me I really it just pains me like £3.50 on a coffee and what, two, three times a day. It's crazy. It is. And I, I think um, there's now a rise, thankfully, in people using keep cups and yeah. and bringing their own flasks and things in. And hopefully most office environments have a coffee machine in the corner or a kettle or something where you can keep topping it up yourself. Yeah, because that's free. Yeah. And, and and making teas and coffees at home is as close to free as it can be. It's probably like... I don't know, three pence or something. A nice luxury is a night. If you're a tea drinker, is getting a really nice. It may seem so extortionate to be spending, I don't know, four ninety nine on a a pack of X amount of tea bags. But actually, if you look at how much you would spend on getting that, uh, God, I don't know, elaborate pear and ginger tea in a coffee yeah. shop somewhere. I know it's probably not everybody's favourite go to choice, but mm. that would cost a lot more. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I can sympathise a little bit. Like, mm. Imagine if it was a really cold day. Oh, I know. It would put such a smile on your face to to have a lovely little warm tea or a coffee. Um, but yeah, or a it, latte, it ju- or a latte. But it just pains me. Pains yeah. me. I just can't do it. I know. There's always little expenses, but those are my questions, and we have questions from our listeners today. So the first one is from Winona, and she has asked: pulses and legumes are. A great cheap substitute but I find my digestion struggling are there any other good kind of replacements for these foods um well I guess well, I don't know would rice come into that are you yeah. allowed to have rice yeah. And so? yeah yeah so I do like brown rice is one of my favorites so mm-hmm. it's a little bit tougher so it has like a, a, a lentily sort of I don't know Texty. texture to yeah. it um and and it's lovely you can make like a I've got a recipe in my book called farmhouse rice which is just I don't know really like finely diced vegetables and uh, I think there's a bit of butternut squash in there yeah. uh, and then you mix it with the brown rice and, and, and fry it up it tastes absolutely amazing that sounds delicious and sometimes Winona just overcooking things I know it's not something that maybe it maybe doesn't taste quite the same but if you soak a pulse for a little bit longer than usual or you overcook a vegetable often it can be a little bit easier to break down yeah, I think yeah. digestively speaking, but not doesn't apply for everything. Um, Sadie has said, I'm at my first year at university. Any ideas on how I can save money when I go out? Well, uh, Takes you <laughs> back, doesn't back it? To, yeah, I was trying to think <laughs> what I used to do. What did you do? Well, a number one thing would be don't get the kebab on the way home, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they cost a lot for extra hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, so um, eat, eat before you go out, I guess, because... A lot, a lot of the expense is, is is grabbing a bite to eat on the way home. Mm. Um, uh, but I suppose she means going out for meals, not going out to well, the club. I don't know what she means. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's several different options um, there. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's the going out for meals that's becoming expensive, then maybe do a come dine with me with your mates. That oh, yeah. would be a cool yeah. idea. Yeah. That's great, because then you've still got the social stuff. Or... Oh, um, 
I, one of my old flatmates said to me, I think it's called a potluck or something. I'd never heard of the term before. I've yeah. probably got that wrong or lucky pot. But when everyone just brings a dish, oh. you know, and everyone sits down together with yeah. the dish they've all cooked. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's really good for like people, like vegans especially, yeah. because everyone has something cool that they make that other people haven't experienced. And I don't know why, but the vegan food is just like lots of bowls of cool stuff just makes it infinitely better it's so true and you get to experience um different cultures so when i first moved to london it wasn't for university it was for the singing but i was living with um a taiwanese flatmate a swedish flatmate and a french one and every week we would do a french night or a oh, swedish wow. night mine were a bit um a let down compared shepherd's to pie. <laughs> shepherd's pie <laughs> i did a crumble i don't think it's entirely <laughs> british actually when i looked into crumble but i would yeah. do it's just not the same taiwanese was fascinating yeah. so when I had my first ever congee rice um, uh, there's a lot of skill involved in, in Taiwanese cooking and it does yeah. seem very daunting for, for anyone to even attempt it um, but I guess that's why I do all these weird shortcuts so yeah. I don't know they probably hate the food that I make but no you've, you've <laughs> got to get creative in the kitchen yeah. it's so so true now what about snacks so Eloise has said what are some filling and cheap snacks I can make at home um oh. I'm quite into um, like uh, homemade granola mm. and, and making homemade granola bars. And, and today I made this oat muffin. Why like, are they not here in the studio, Miguel? I, I only made two because <laughs> it, it was just a of test. You did. Yeah. <laughs> so eco-friendly. That's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my little boy ate half of one of them. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So because I'm mostly peckish in between the breakfast and lunchtime sort of zone. Um, something like oats sort of keeps you filled up for, for quite a long time. And oats are so affordable. I cannot recommend enough buying the one kilo bag of oats because it lasts so long. So, so long. And then compared to these little sachets that you can get for porridges and things. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. But they've just portioned it in, in, like in a, tiny sachets. Yeah. Which has a place, but for most of us, that would be the other option. Now, the last question is from Beverly, and she said, I'm thinking of doing intermittent fasting to help save money and lose weight, but is this sustainable long term? Oh, for me, I don't think I could do it but I don't know, it depends yeah. how mentally strong you are. I'm not very strong. Beverly, we have a whole podcast episode um, with um, uh, an expert in intermittent fasting, so I highly recommend listening to that episode because it's not a very straightforward approach for most people. Yeah, I mean, I skip breakfast all the time, but i probably end up eating double at lunch. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. It's not always the healthy option. So that does move us on to yeah. my favourite part, the fact or fiction round. So you just have to answer fact or fiction okay. to and the then, following. All right, cool. Are you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> I love how on, on the edge of your seat you are now. <laughs> this is great. Okay, frozen fruit is always cheaper. I, I, I think fact. Meal prep is one of the easiest ways to save money. Fact. All foods can be frozen and eaten at a later date. Ooh, I'm trying to think of one that can't. Um, I guess that's uh, what they taste like when you freeze yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fact. Yeah, I can't think of anything that can't now. I was thinking like would would um. I was thinking of a cake, but then I've definitely frozen cake and brownies before, lots. Yeah, what happens if you um, 
avocado if you freeze that? Does oh, it go black? It, no, it doesn't go black. It's just really difficult when you defrost. It's just a strange one to defrost. But let's go. <laughs> let's go with fact on that one. Okay. Um, seasonal produce is cheaper. Yes, always. Shopping when you're hungry will likely lead to buying more than you need. Always. And sometimes you have a snack on the way round and you have to pay with like an empty wrapper. Oh dear. Um, Healthier food is always more expensive. Not true, not true. Shopping online is always cheaper. Yeah, pretty much. Own brands are often the same taste as big brands. Uh, Yeah. Buy one, get one free deals are always good value. Oh, um, yeah, economically, yeah, but in real life situation, no. Yeah, well, yeah, it's hard. Some of these you can't always just say yes or no. Um, Each supermarket has a specific time when reduced to clear labels appear. (laughs) I used to know the specific times (laughs) of some of them. Um, Yeah, I think it might be a store by store thing, but I know when you would go to the uh, Sainsbury's in Camden. Oh, me too, because as a student, when I was at the Royal Academy of Music, that would be my local Sainsbury's, yeah. by the way, Camden Sainsbury's. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, and even um, some high street um, outlets, like on the Go Foodie places, they, they do reduce food towards the end yeah, of the day as there's well. there's a sushi place up near where I live. Yes. 8.30 every day. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you get the best deals. Thank you very much. Excellent quick fire round. So that does nearly wrap up the episode. But cool. as with every guest, we finish with a food for thought. So mine today would be that healthy eating, as we've said today together, doesn't have to be expensive. There are so many cheap, nutritious, delicious foods, and they're kind of just waiting to be found, I think, in the supermarket. I think as we we did touch on, it's just knowing to look for perhaps a reduced type of meat or a different cut or the frozen fish that you can buy and replace. Um, Plant-based proteins are so good, guys. Things in cans like your lentils, pulses chickpeas which are full of nutrition they are cheap they work really well in replacement of meat as well traditional recipes i mean you could go and try the the lobster aubergine you know there's different there's different options out there but our diet is absolutely critical for good health and well-being and the cost of food alone is something that upsets me when i think of it stopping anyone from eating well so junk food may be cheap and tastes great but it's not really the best option a lot of the time and often in some cases it could be more expensive than making that version of food yourself so if i could ask miguel to share one final take-home message just a food for thought for our listeners could be anything okay well for me it's about cooking from scratch just cook something from scratch and see what happens I love that. So if we if we go to find you, Miguel, you've got five cookbooks. Yes. Uh, like the easiest place to find me is on Instagram, mm-hmm. at Miguel Barclay. Uh, I've got five cookbooks. They're all called One Pound Meals. The newest one is Meat Free One Pound Meals. We're in January. Everyone's going meat free. The last one was Vegan One Pound Meals, which really took me by surprise. Uh, maybe my most popular one to date. And that's it. I, basically, I do Instagram. There we go. Social media, the positive aspect of it shared on this podcast. Thank you so much, Miguel, for coming on and chatting to us. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And please do leave a five-star review. It really does help to get this podcast out there so that we can reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully be able to help more people. 
For more information about my nutrition clinic, books, healthy recipes, events, retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 